0: Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Sounds simple enough. (laughs) Good Good morning. Happy Father's Day. Fathers are an important part of our lives, even if we are orphans. You may notice the flowers on the altar are given to Barbara and Ray Dix this morning who celebrated their anniversary. They are Kathy's parents and are in heaven now. Some religions, fathers play an important part in ancestor worship. Before the Israelites learned the name of their God, They knew God only as the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Jesus is the only son of the father. He taught his disciples and us to pray to God as our father. Gospel of John tells us that Jesus knew that he came from his father and was returning to his father. And Jesus says he has gone to prepare a place for us because in his father's mansion are many rooms. In the meantime, he assures us that we will be perfect. After all, our father is perfect. The stories of our fathers and identity of our fathers in some cultures plays an important part of what anthropologists call our stories of origin. When Beowulf landed among the Danes, he introduced himself to their chieftain by telling them who was his father. Shortly after I arrived in the Diocese of Southwest Florida here, I made an appointment to introduced myself to our bishop in the diocesan office and when he came out to greet me after we would shaken hands, I said, "Uh, before we go any further, have you got anything to do with Ormond Beach? And he said, yeah, I grew up there. And I said, okay, was your father Dorsey Smith? He said he still is. (laughs) He's in heaven now but he's still my father. I said, okay, well, I'm Litz Zimmerman's son. And he, his smile sort of burst into a big grin. He threw his arms around me and hugged me as if to say, that's good enough for me. <laughs> my dad and his dad had been roommates in seminary together and best friends after they were ordained priests for many, many years. In fact, my dad has been, had been his dad's best man at his wedding. And his, one of his brothers, one of Bishop Smith's brothers, is actually named after my dad. So we uh, established an instant rapport just on that basis. But I know that not everyone has the happy experience of fathers, as Bishop Smith and I, we were wise in choosing ours. (laughs) When I was a sophomore in college, I happened to serve on the committee that uh, was appointed to made up of some students and faculty members and trustees to draft a constitution for the student government. And the committee was chaired by Bishop John Allen of Mississippi Bishop, uh, sometimes our meetings got a little heated, but they were always cordial. Um, Bishop Allen went on to become the uh, presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church from uh, 1974, I think, until um, 1985. You might remember Bishop Allen because one of his uh, major focuses during his time as presiding bishop was a venture in mission, Uh, short VIM, venture in mission, which was um, he hoped a way to focus the attention of the church on the mission uh, that we all have in common um, because uh, the times were uh, difficult and turbulent. Uh, For example, uh, Roe v. Wade uh, was passed in 1974, In 1976, women's ordination was approved. In 1979, we got a brand new prayer book, which we're still using, and in 1982, a new hymnal. Bishop Allen had been involved in the civil rights movement in Mississippi, um, but he was hardly a progressive. He opposed women's ordination, in fact, and was staunchly pro-life. One day, after I had become uh, rector of uh, St. Andrews in Boca Raton, around 1988, I think, shortly after Bishop Allen had retired as presiding bishop, I heard his booming voice, Steve Zimmerman. (laughs) And I looked up and sure enough, there he was standing in the door of my uh, office and said, let's have lunch. So the chaplain and I, uh, uh, went out, chaplain at St. Andrew's School and I all went out to lunch. And after we'd had a pleasant lunch, I I said, uh, hoping I wasn't going to offend him, I said, um, Bishop Allen, I'd like to ask you a question. I said, in your farewell address to the General Convention of the Episcopal Church as presiding a bishop, as presiding bishop, you said the most remarkable thing. You said your one anxiety as you prepared to leave office, was that you might have loved the church too much and the Lord of the church not enough. I said, that seemed such a remarkable thing to say. What what did you mean by that? And Bishop Allen paused for a minute and then he looked down at his pectoral cross, that cross that bishops wear as a sign of their office. Some are gold. Uh, or ornate and on golden chains bishop allens was medium sized wooden quite simple and i think it was on a cloth cord he said do you see this cord i mean excuse me this cross he said i got this cross as an acolyte at christ church vicksburg he said when i was growing up my home was not a very safe place for me. But I always knew that the church was a place where I could be loved and accepted and safe. And he said, I just love the church so much that I'm afraid I may have missed what the Lord was doing in the church during my time. We sat there in silence for a minute. What a remarkable, humble and faithful confession from a former presiding bishop of the church. You see, God is our real father and the church is the household of God where we can be kept safe In his steadfast faith and love until by his grace we are able to venture in mission to the world. Of course we have to be strong in our faith. That's why we have to pray each week for strength and courage to love and serve the Lord. For we are to go into the world in peace among people who are harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And sheep without a shepherd are beset by wolves, some in sheep's clothing. And so we must be more than people of truth. We must proclaim the truth with boldness as we prayed today. And we must not just be just in our dealings with each other, after all, even Gentiles can do that. Instead, as Jesus had compassion on the crowds, we must minister God's justice with compassion. And we must remember that God has called us and brought us to this place as if on eagle's wings. Do you know how an eagle learns to fly? At a certain age, a fledgling is just pushed out of the nest. It flounders and falls because its wings aren't strong enough to support it in flight. And at a certain point, the eagle that has pushed the fledgling out soars down, spreads its wings, and catches the eaglet and brings it back up to the nest. It's a repeat as necessary prescription. (laughs) So one last Father's Day story. When our family moved from Mississippi to uh, Florida, my son was about four years old, and one of the enticements when we moved was that we would buy him a real swing set, not like the tire on a rope that he had in Mississippi, but one with a slide and monkey bars and two swings, and which we did. And one afternoon, I was sitting in the family room, and I could look out through the sliding door and see him playing he had tried the slide and he had tried the swings but he hadn't gotten up the courage to try the monkey bars yet so i watched and he was climbing up the ladder to the monkey bars and grabbed a hold of the pole and i saw him reach across for the first rung <clears throat> and i said he's not going to make it <laughs> and then i thought he's going to fall and then I thought, is he going to get hurt? I thought, I don't think so. And then I thought, should I go out and rescue him now? I thought, no, I'll just watch and see what happens. So he reached across for the first rung, and sure enough, he didn't make it. And he dropped down and got up and brushed his knees off and walked around to the ladder. And made it again and climbed up and this time he leaned a little farther before he let go when he reached and he caught the first rung but it couldn't hold on and he slipped and fell and he got up the third time and he crawled around went up the ladder and leaned out farther and then this time he sort of lunged for that first rung and he caught it and his body was swinging so he caught the next one and then that made he caught the next one and then he dropped And I ran out and I said, Jonathan, that was great. And looked at me with pride. God doesn't want us to be dependent on him. He wants us to be strong and fly like eagles. And more. He wants us to soar because he knows that the harvest is plentiful and there's lots of work for us to do so let's go cure the sick raise the dead cleanse lepers cast out demons with God all things are possible happy Father's Day